Diffusion. Everybody stand by and action. The home of alternative and independent rock and roll. Diffuser is the place where music fans come to talk. Join the conversation. This is Diffuser Radio. Diffuser Radio. This is a special edition of Diffuser Radio. Uh, my name is Chuck Armstrong. I'm the editor of Diffuser. And uh, I'm with Chris Kissel, a columnist for the site. And uh, we just saw the Pixies at the Beacon Theater. And now we're hanging out at Maliki's, uh, one of the oldest bars in the city, just a couple blocks from the Beacon Theater on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. I think for both of us, this was our first time seeing the Pixies. So uh, I'm going to let you take it. What'd you think of the show? Um, it was good. Can we say a word about this bar that we're in first? Yeah, of course. It's so, it smells so bad in such a good way. <laughs> you can tell it's legit because the seats are like old, like, what, do, what kind of, like from, a, from like, like an from old a, office or yeah, something? Yeah, from a church basement. <laughs> None of them match. <laughs> yeah. It's actually more comfortable to stand. <laughs> this is it in this chair. Um, just to set the ambiance for the listeners here, uh, so they know. And we, you know, our, both of our ears are ringing and everything, so we can't hear the ABBA that's blasting in the background like you can. Um, I thought it was a really good show. I was expecting it to be good. Um, they haven't been getting bad reviews on their live shows lately. Um, but I thought it was fun. I think my takeaway, not to like blow it right at the beginning of the podcast, but. Uh, I think my takeaway is that Black Francis and the rest of the band are trying really hard to be sincere, you know, like to not make, they don't want to seem too put on, they want you to know that they're really into every song, they're playing all the hits and they're playing all the b-sides, they're, they're, they're putting on a good show, they're putting their hearts into it, they're playing their asses off and they're laughing and smiling at the end of the show and it just it felt very sincere it really felt like they were trying and so i came away from it feeling good yeah i would agree that was i mean this is the first time i saw them and so i don't know if it's a standard thing i don't know if it's something they've been doing since indy cindy or what but they don't talk (laughs) like you know black francis doesn't introduce songs he doesn't introduce the band and not that the band needs an introduction but even you know even Chris just took a sip of his beer. Bad. Something's wrong with it. <laughs> but you shouldn't expect anything else <laughs> at a place like For this. Me? Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, like with, I, I was just—I I don't know if I was surprised or just—I just appreciated that. But there was just not a second where that was wasted. Every single second counted. Uh, whether it was the noise in between a song or the the rare guitar change between, with Joey Santiago. It was just, it was like every single second counted. Well, you know, their songs are only two and a half minutes long. Yeah. Most of them are, you know, three and a half minutes long. So you are sort of carried from song to song. But I think you could tell that they weren't playing off of a, a set list. And that Black Francis was basically just leading them into the next song and kind of they were just just kind of playing what they felt like playing and obviously they probably had rehearsed almost every song in their catalog or you know they probably rehearsed a ton of songs so it felt like it was a mix between a band it was basically a band that was really really well rehearsed playing like a garage gig 
you had a big theater. Yeah, and they looked like it too. Like the Beacon Theater, it's a big theater. It's not a small stage. They did not take up the whole stage. They, you know, kind of kept things close uh, between the four of them. They didn't run around. It was. It did feel like it. It felt very intimate in a place that holds, you know, I think like three thousand people. Um, the yeah. takeaway for me was David Lovering. Uh, I could just, I, I could watch him drum. I mean, this is the first time I've seen him drum. I could watch him drum all night long. He's just, he, I mean, he makes it look really easy, but he's so into it. He's so passionate, and you can also tell that he loves sitting up high and looking out at the crowd, looking at Black Francis, looking at Joey and Paz. Uh, I don't know. I was just yeah. He sounded. Good. I couldn't take my eyes off it. He sounded good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think. The one thing I would say is, if anything, I think it's, I don't think it's the best, it's a great room for them to play. I mean, I don't like seeing bands in big theaters like that typically, because the rooms always kind of reverberate a little bit too much, and it, it feels like, you know, you're getting, uh, you're getting too much space, like, the, you know, it doesn't feel as intimate as it should, and I think they sounded really on, and it sounds, you know, with David Lovering's drums and the guitars, it it benefited it to an extent from the acoustics of the room. But it's weird that they're playing these, you know, they, they played the Beacon uh, last night too, and they're playing the King's Theater, which is another big old school theater, uh, tomorrow or later this week. And it's just like, I think that may be what, that's, that's one questionable decision for them is like, I don't know why you wouldn't want to play a room like even Terminal Five. It's like, just feels more like a like a place like a it, it well suited to that kind of point. Yeah, for a rock show. Yeah, but and I think they're doing that across the country. I mean, obviously they'll play festivals like I think they just played the Boston Calling Festival. So they played at the Stone Pony. Yeah, yeah, in Jersey. Um, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I think like a Terminal Five, that old an old warehouse or something like that. It definitely suits them. Uh, but I don't know. I was a little worried that everybody would be sitting down at the Beacon because that's what you do at a nice old theater. Yeah. Uh, and I frankly, it's kind of an older crowd seeing the Pixies. And it was, yeah. But, I mean, they were all into it, too. Everybody stood on their feet for an hour and 45 minutes or however long it was through the encore and singing, trying to sing every single word with, with Black Francis and screaming with every song. Yeah. Uh, I was into it. I... I, I didn't know what to expect. Like you, I, I expected a good show because they're the Pixies and why wouldn't you get a good show from them? But man, I was I was really impressed. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I think Black Francis is singing is probably, you know, that's what really, it, it it's surprising that it's still as strong as it is. I yeah. mean, it's always been kind of amazing the way that he can scream. Um, but he still screams like with his whole heart yeah. <laughs> and you know he sings it's the songs a little differently and I think at the end of the day you know kind of what I would bring it back to is it felt like uh, he was almost going almost overboard to show that he wanted to be there I, the other thing I thought was interesting I would say maybe my last observation is they started the show and their faces were totally dark. For like the first five or six songs, you couldn't see their faces at all. And then the stage lights started to brighten up a little bit, 
and you could kind of see their face a little more. The light would flash in their face a little bit, and by the end, you could like see them. Yeah. And then at the very end of the show, they walked around the stage when they were done playing, as people were applauding them, walked around the stage and smiled, and they were kind of joking around, and they took a bow and stuff. And it was like, my sense was, at the beginning, you're feeling like you're watching a legendary band that you almost you can't you like literally can't see them when they're playing like they're a little bit out of reach yeah and then they kind of come into focus and by the end they're like smiling and you can like see their faces yeah and they play like all of their hits and I, you know they've just like gone really deep into their catalog and you feel like they've allowed themselves to be brought within arm's reach and you know it, to me it was like again it was like a very considered play at being like accessible and sincere and I, I know I sound kind of cynical like yeah maybe they're just sincere <laughs> but, but like I don't know like it felt like intentional yeah um, but that said like it worked I, I found it really enjoyable and I like enjoyed that arc yeah no I think that's a great point and from the very beginning it was it was dark no lights on them but bright lights behind them so you couldn't see them at all and then you're right by the time they took a bow they were inches away from the front row of the theater and as they went into the encore they were joking around with each other and getting paths to run around on the stage and smile and and you know try to talk themselves into playing one more song for the screaming crowd uh, yeah that's cool i i noticed that but i didn't notice that like it, they did it they did such a good job and i think partly they never talked and so they never drew attention to it it just as the songs evolved throughout the night so did their you know whatever their persona or their personality on stage from this big revered the pixies to just four people like you said in the beginning playing in a garage just having fun cool well the pixies at the beacon theater uh i loved it i would love to see them again though i think i, I agree with you i'd love to see them in more of a i don't know a raw setting yeah, maybe that was the only drawback for me yeah. it was enjoyable all the way through awesome thank you man it was fun hanging out with you yeah thanks <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode of diffuser radio make sure you stay up to date with everything happening in the world of alternative and indie rock at diffuser.fm until next time don't follow the leaders. Don't follow the leaders. Watch the parking meters. Come on.